0: We've always said that hiring employees is a mutual selection process. Sure is. Employer and employee have to feel confident in the fit. But what about those you didn't extend an offer to or the ones that say no? In a world of professional relationships, is a no a no for now? And how do you know if the one that got away will ever circle back? How do you know? no a know. call. That's what we're talking about today. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business,
1: we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails.
0: Oh my gosh. Is there ever a drink with pr- Prosecco and St. Germain that we don't like?
1: No. I mean, it might be my perfect combination. I mean, that's a little sweet. Mm-hmm. But once you add the soda water and mint and limes on this guy, it's just right. And, it, and it's called a Hugo Spritz. It is. You just fill that glass with ice, add your limes and your mint, pour some St. Germain on top, and top with Prosecco, a little bit of soda
0: water. Mm. Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> it's just the perfect one. Oh, man. Why are we talking about the one that got away? It seems a little sad.
1: This topic to me came up because there is one really, really talented fellow in our state, and every time I look at his stuff, I think, oh, he applied to work for me once. I should have hired him. Yeah. Just sometimes. Sometimes there's that one that you wish you had.
0: And it's nice, though, to be able to stay in touch and admire somebody else's work and and to have that professional uh, respect and and admiration. But yeah, you'd also like them to be doing great work for you.
1: (laughs) It is true. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen with the one that got away. And, you know, we're talking about the one that you didn't hire or you missed the resume or it wasn't a fit or... They worked for you for a while and then moved on. There's lots of scenarios here. So how
0: can those scenarios happen? So the one for me that is top of mind is one where it was just not right timing. I was hiring at the time. And he even interviewed knowing that maybe it wasn't good timing. But I made the offer six months before he was really ready to make that change in his life. And um, and, and I truly did say, okay, well then it's a no for now. And we've stayed in touch and and, um, we're talking about doing a project together. So um, who knows, maybe that'll be different timing, different set of circumstances. But super talented and again, admire that person deeply.
1: So let me ask you this question, other than just a professional crush on somebody from afar that you end up developing in those situations, what does wrong timing teach you about your organization like for me sometimes when it's the wrong timing I think to myself okay what do I have to do with my organization in order to be able to hire this person or something along those lines
0: yeah so in the example I just shared the the timing was wrong on the other person's part not on my part but you're right if there's if there's somebody that you really want to onboard but you're not ready um yeah there's a lesson there for sure it's you know am I am I afraid to scale is it like a onboard them and it will come? (laughs) Or is it really just not a good business decision to expand at that moment? And so you really have to look at the what's causing you to put your foot on the brake. Is it fear or is it a business decision?
1: Yeah, there's always this chicken egg scenario when it comes to hiring and growth, which I think we could do seven episodes on really. Um, In this situation with this fellow, however, do you think there's anything you could have done to woo him?
0: No, because um, in that particular example, he was a stay-at-home dad. He was going to wait till his youngest was in, in kindergarten. He, he had his own business that he was willing to close. You know, he he did he did weekend gigs and, and yeah. edited it at night. He was just a powerhouse, right? And he talked so lovingly and adoringly about his time at home, and he just wasn't ready to jump. And he and it would have just been too soon. That's
1: interesting. So how, how many years ago was that? Out of curiosity, fourish. I just wonder if if you were in the same situation post covid when we are all used to juggling and working from home and rearranging our schedules, if that would have been a different outcome,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. That's a great question, yeah, that's a great question, so wrong timing, dang, how about you? Tell me about the one that got away for you, oh okay, the one that got away well the the one I
1: should have hired yeah so um this is this is funny there's um. This fella, Aaron, and anybody in our industry locally will know him. He's very talented. And I met him while he was working for a peer competitor and thought he was fantastic and his work is so good and he's just a delightful human. And probably four months after that, I was cleaning off my desk and I have been known to have piles on my desk (laughs) of things that I didn't quite get to and I discovered his resume he had he had applied to our organization and because we were swamped I didn't see the resume until Mm. it was too late and I felt like it was a knife in the heart I was like I could have had him he's so talented and I could have had that guy (laughs) and I just was overwhelmed and missed it yeah oh that is a knife in the heart oh goodness I mean I find hiring to be a huge challenge because you just want to get it right. And so I'm not very fast sometimes and sometimes I'm afraid to pull the trigger. But this was like I just missed that beautiful resume. And if I would have if I would have seen it, I would have snatched it up. Snatched it right up.
0: Well, and then you just kind of it's like it's like waving as something floats away in a river. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, oh, but wait, we can reach it. But, but then there's you know, always people that you wish – so so we've got like wished I would have hired, wished it was good timing. But then there's people who have worked for us who it's bittersweet when they leave and you just oh. wish they'd come back. There's this – the whole notion of like a boomerang employee, right? Like somebody who is with you leaves and comes back. Wouldn't that be perfect? Have you ever had that happen? Um, no, I haven't. But I, I would – I will say this. I have really good relationships with nearly all of my former employees and stay in touch with them in, in, in one way or another. I, I've got a former intern who who moved away to California who has hired us to do work for him in Michigan. Uh, and when he does come back, he just shows up at our door and it's so wonderful to see him. So if he ever moved back to Michigan, that's a person I would absolutely snatch up super fun person. Um and there are some people too in particular who I just would I, I wouldn't even open the door for them. <laughs> but 2 out of 22 years is not bad. No, that's not bad. I have those experiences too. We have
1: we have the the people who were near perfect and delightful when you had them and they leave on great terms and you cheer them on and you give them great references and support them in their endeavors when they're looking to grow. And so you become their cheerleader. They become a fond memory or a great connection elsewhere. But they also gather mythical status for me you know <laughs> so in our in our office for example one of the people who were just wonderful we we're like shelby could do no wrong she was perfect she was perfect everything about her was delightful her work was excellent she was a great co-worker and so much fun and of course she left on such a high note mm-hmm. and her career has done a good good job but that means in our heads she's become a unicorn an absolute unicorn and absolutely perfect and no one will ever compare
0: <laughs> Well, and so so think about that. So so let's just say she gave you a call and said, hey, I, would you consider me coming back? So you have to think of the pros and cons of a boomerang employee. So like a pro would be, hey, this is a young star who wanted to go get experience. And now they're going to bring it back and, and share it with my team. But like there's always a risk, too, because now this person has this this mythical identity and you have a very different team and so would your team be impacted by this perfect you know folklore style employee coming back and how would that feel
1: that's a really good that's a really good thought i would like to say in my current team if i apply that to my current situation it would be great because our current team is delightful people, and mm-hmm. generally, de- delightful people get along. But if I look at it more clinically, I think you know the the job you have to do is is reassess and recalibrate the relationship before somebody walks in the door. Of For course. sure and you have to understand that they you're coming in at a different level right a boomerang employee like that is not the same person who left you they um, have gathered more experiences and they've gathered different insights than you have and so they're coming back to you almost at more i don't know if peer is the right term at a peer level but at a different level of communication and understanding mm-hmm. so i think how you handle a boomerang employee could be kind of interesting
0: yeah. Well, and and obviously when you've got an employee who who is considering uh, moving on, you know, as an employer, we need to keep our eyes and ears open to make sure our team is staying challenged and fulfilled and happy and productive because turnover is expensive and you don't want to lose good talent. Um, but of course, the best case scenario, if you do have to say goodbye to an employee, is to make sure that that is bittersweet because that that tells the story, right? Like, yeah, you know that that's an intact relationship and a mutually respectful relationship.
1: It, you do, and it, it's so beneficial for the employer if their employees walk away feeling good, feeling supported, and with fond memories. Because what will happen is that means that the. The, the employees new environment will be full of people who have heard good things about your organization. Mm-hmm. How, how good it was to work, for, work for, um, how good the work was, what a nice group of people it was. And you really can't discount the ripples of effect that can have on your company's reputation. So it's very beneficial to have employees walk away feeling great, feeling supported, still a colleague and a friend. There's just lots to think about. It's not just like somebody walks out the door and you forget about them.
0: Yeah. And even those that leave on not so good terms, you know, those are different types of wounds that yeah, make it hard to forget if you've been lied to or stolen from or cheated on. <laughs> you know, those are pains that you don't Which that you don't we- forget either.
1: Which we both have and we've done episodes on those. I mean, yeah, I guess thinking about the one that got away, the fantastic employee that you either didn't hire for one reason or another, they couldn't start or who has moved on also makes you think about the employees who you would not invite back into your home should Mm -hmm. they show up at your door.
0: Yeah. And and the lessons that are learned in that process and, and how as employers we become better at hiring and better at. Uh trusting our gut and seeing those flags and not explaining the flags away when they're raised, the red flags um I definitely know so much more about how to spot a, a tumor growing in the culture um yeah. and how you wanna extract that quickly,
1: yeah, and you learn I would say I know more about the personality traits or the kind of answers you would get in an interview situation that show a red flag and it has made me rethink my hiring process being Mm -hmm. through it before for sure
0: how about um the one that got away a client oh the client that you didn't
1: get or Or that that left. left yeah that's a more complicated conversation
0: right yeah i mean i think all client relationships have uh, a life cycle, right? I think especially when you're talking about creative, or agency work, project work, you can't keep all clients forever. And even when they you know, have turnover in their own organizations, they might make a different choice. But there's also clients that it may be healthy for you to walk away from. Oh, sure. Sure.
1: the The thing I think about client turnover is it's very healthy. And if that's done well, you still have those good ripple effects of people who walk away and say great things about your organization. So I think you have to approach clients, the one that got away, as opportunities. Um, Say it's a client that you had and for whatever reason, you're no longer aligned and you're no longer a fit. There are definitely things you can do to manage that relationship so that everyone walks away feeling very Mm -hmm. good about their time and saying wonderful things. When it's a client prospect that you didn't get, that's a huge opportunity too if you
0: treat it right. Yes, absolutely. In fact, when um, when we do not, uh, when we are not on the winning end of of a bid, and we get notified that, and then I've done this since the beginning of time, if I get notified that I wasn't the the partner who was selected, I always um, email back and say. Um, you know, out of our commitment to continuous improvement, where did you see that we had deficits in the way that we presented ourselves? Um, because I, I'm interested in learning about whether it was what we were offering or whether it was truly price driven. But then also, um, if they've shared with me who they have selected, I always wish them, you know, best of luck on your project. And, and if I know who that who that partner is, I I will say, you know, what I know about them and, you know, that You're in good hands. Those are great people. If in fact that's true for me, so I always want to respond to that type of communication in a positive way.
1: Yeah, we we do as well. And it's an it's a learning opportunity, and it's an opportunity to format or to build a strong relationship. Because here's the thing: oftentimes, you know, when you're at a certain level and you know your work is work, when you're at a certain level and you know your work is excellent, and you know you can hit the mark, probably the client sees that and knows that you can hit the mark something else is often a factor either timing or the certain setup of your staff versus what they know they need or often it's price there are lots of things that can be a factor that aren't the quality of your work so if you can use even a no thank you as a time to build a relationship people will remember that and you mm-hmm. can you can form a relationship and the next time they have an opportunity or they might change employers they will remember that you were very gracious and wished them the best yeah you bet
0: well, that's a lot of different things for the one that got away. And the Hugo Spritz also got away. <laughs> you know I'm not going to leave anything in the bottom of my cup when it's
1: Prosecco and Saint Germain. <laughs> yeah. Bubbles. It's just not that's not gonna get away. Uh, I'm gonna
0: drink it all. Thanks for sharing a drink with us. Talk to you next time. The next episode is a departure and a treat.
1: To celebrate our 100th episode, we're going to ask 100 rapid-fire questions of each other.
0: Oh, that is going to be fun. I cannot wait. We will be sure to
1: laugh and even learn a few new things about one another. So join us. Cheers. Cheers.